2: What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Friday, August 9th, 2019, and you already know what it is. This is Thinking Outside the Boombox. I'm very excited to be back in the studio this week with another um, exciting episode. Um, I'm going to be hitting you with a song of the week, um, the press play segment, and for the Dig Deeper segment, um, I'm going to be rerunning a segment I did on Chance the Rapper and the independence of Chance the Rapper. Um, I did this episode maybe a year and a half, two years ago, um, and because of you know his debut album coming out and because of some other things that surfaced in the news, I felt it was important to... Um, you know, keep this um, topic and what I talked about in that segment um, in the forefront, especially right now. Um, So the Dig Deeper segment is going to be an encore of, I believe it was track 67, The Independence of Chance the Rapper. Um, So before we get into that, I am going to, you know, keep you abreast of what You know, it's been new since the last episode and there's actually a lot. So I didn't want to just, you know, rerun the segment. I still wanted to, you know, give you give you that new new. Um, So without further ado, let's jump into the song of the week. So the song of the week for this week um, was feeling a little nostalgic, you know, uh, no pun intended for the last episode. Um, And I've been reading a book. Um, by an author, and I hope I don't butcher his name, but his name is Hanif Abdurraqib, um, and he's he's written three books. Um, the one that I am reading is called Go Ahead in the Rain, Notes to a Tribe Called Quest. And so basically the author, it's a tribute book to a tribe called quest. He talks about his experiences and how he, you know, first started listening to Tribe Called Quest, their legacy, how they've inspired others, their history. It's it's an incredible book. I'm only about maybe a a third of the way through it. Um, But it's for hip hop fans. This is definitely a book you're going to want to read. And if you're a Tribe Called Quest fan, especially, then you definitely want to read this. And Hanif is just an incredible author, a great writer. Um, and the way that he, you know, talks about Tribe and their influence and how it influenced him and others is just phenomenal. So, you know, I've been reading that all week. And so the song of the week for this week is, of course, a Tribe Called Quest song. Um, it's one of my favorite Tribe Called Quest songs. And then it he talks about it in the book, um, because especially of how, you know, Q-Tip was using sampling a lot and how heavy that was a part of his production technique. Um, and on the song Jazz We've Got, um, that's definitely prevalent. And, you know, I, I love sampled music and it's, it's, probably a good reason why subconsciously i really like this song because i honestly didn't know some of the samples that were in this song and so you know one good thing about this book is that it's it's allowed me to go back into some of the tribe called quest songs and like look at the many samples that i missed um and so it's you know it's really refreshing so um the song of the week for this week is Jazz We've Got by a tribe called Quest off of their album The Low End Theory. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Press Play segment. Welcome to the Press Play segment. As you may know, the Press Play segment is divided into three portions. First is things that you should check out. That's why I keep you hip to new music videos, new songs, new performances, freestyles at radio stations, all that type of stuff. New um, music um, that I think that you definitely need to hear. The second is rumor mill and announcements. These are announcements um, by artists or their labels um, of things to come, or even you know rumors of things to come that may not. Um, fully surface but just in case I want to make sure you heard it here first and then the upcoming and recently released albums segment um, that's albums that have come out within the past uh, two weeks or that are going to be uh, released within the next month that I think you definitely need to have in your queue. Um, everything I talk about in this segment can be found uh, in the Thinking Outside the Boombox podcast newsletter. You can get that in two ways. Both ways require you to go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. The first way, on the side, you put in your email address. Whenever a new episode is released, you will get a podcast newsletter in your email inbox. If you don't want that, you can just go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, hit the newsletter tab, boom, all the newsletters are right there with all of the links of everything that I talk about um, in the episode so you definitely want to check that out so speaking of things to check out let's jump right into that um first up uh YBN Cordae you know we talked about him last week um with his his debut album The Lost Boy um he went to Master Flex to to kick uh some freestyles a freestyle and he killed it he really did he um he he you know, spit over some some really dope beats and you can tell by Flex's face that he he impressed. He impressed. He's you know one of the most promising MCs that I've seen um in a few years for sure. So I'm excited to see his growth and you definitely want to see the and hear this freestyle. Um Childish Gambino uh was on the the program like a version um, I think it's a BBC show where they um, have artists come in and, and do covers of other people's songs. Childish Gambino has been on it before where he did a a cover of So Into You by Tamia. It was dope. It was very dope. Um, and so he was on it again and he did a cover of Lost In You by Chris Gaines, who I discovered. Chris Gaines is actually an uh, alter ego of Garth Brooks. It's when Garth Brooks was you know creating an alter ego of an Australian alternative rock artist. Um so he had a song called Lost in You and so Childish covered it you know with some backup singers and it's phenomenal. It's a really good cover. Now, I don't know much about Garth Brooks, and I certainly don't know much about Garth Brooks' alter ego uh, of an Australian alternative rock artist. But the way Gambino performed this song and how soulful it was, I have to imagine that this was better than the original. (laughs) Like That song sounded so soulful, and unless Garth Brooks is just going to completely surprise me, um i can't believe that his version was anything close to how soulful that was um so yeah definitely check out the full the full version of that video gambino he's a great artist and he especially is very good at covering other people's songs um so yeah definitely check that out um schoolboy q dropped off a new song with alchemist alchemist produced it it's called uh when you gonna drop that new shit Um, and it's just a it's a loosey i don't think it's gonna be on an album or i don't think he has another album coming out it's just a loose song that he dropped um but it's very dope you know alchemist um is one of those producers similar to ninth wonder who is really good at like you know kind of like soulful beats like beats that definitely have like an old school feel to it um and i definitely appreciate that about the both of them ninth wonder and alchemist and so hearing schoolboy flow over an alchemist beat um, is really dope like it it fits like it's a great great fit um so definitely check that out um a bunch of music videos released ari Lennox released the music video for bmo or break me off um that video is dope you know she's um she's definitely it's definitely a, a sultry experience when you watch these visuals like she's She's looking beautiful in the music video, um, and it definitely, like the vibe of the visuals definitely matches the song. Um, She's on fire right now. She really is. She's having a great year, a great year. And so um, I'm glad that she's definitely seeing the success that she deserves, especially off of that debut album. Um, So check off the BMO music video. Um, Tiana Taylor released a new song and music video called How You Want It. Um, It features King Combs. Who is Diddy's son? Um, and Tiana Taylor actually directed the video, and it's it's a dope video. Is the song is dope, first of all. So who knows? Maybe Tiana is working on some new music. Clearly, she is. She has this new song out. Um, but the video gives me a lot of like old school, like like Diddy era vibes as far as the visuals. It definitely incorporates a lot of the the visuals um, that we've seen in other, like, Diddy videos, and King Combs has a a dope verse, and it's well directed, so shout out to Tiana for that, um, it's dope, I'd be excited for more Tiana music, you know, her last album, Keep That Same Energy, was fantastic, I loved it, so I'd be excited to see more of that, um, more music videos that were released uh logic dropped off the music video for his song icy this was on his confessions of a dangerous mind um album uh it features gucci man um it's comedic you know logic's videos most recently have been pretty comedic um and this one definitely is in that vein but the song is also just dope like i haven't really um devoted the time to that confessions of a dangerous mind album um like i should um so that's definitely gonna go in the queue for me um but that song is definitely is it's got a great vibe it's hip um i really mess with it um so definitely check out that music video rhapsody dropped off a new music video and song it's called i hope i don't mess this up i believe it's called ibtihaj um so it's it's named after uh ibtihaj Mohammed who was an olympic fencing bronze medalist she made history as the first muslim woman to wear a hijab while representing the u.s at the olympics and so rhapsody you know she's dropping a new album more on that later but every song is going to be um named after a woman who inspires her um very similar to what jamila woods did with her um with her album uh legacy legacy um and so Ibtihaj features jizza from wu-tang clan has d'angelo doing like vocals in it it was produced by ninth wonder it features black muslim women in the music video it's got a fly mary j blige cameo a dope roxanne shante cameo a shout out to the sudan revolution as rhapsody calls attention to the many people still fighting for freedom there The video is dope, and I will guarantee you that this will be nominated among the nominees for Best Music Video when it comes down to the end of the year because it's just that good. Um, So you definitely want to check out that music video. So I've talked previously about uh, the Colors YouTube um, channel. Basically, they have an artist come in and they do like an intimate performance of one of their songs and then Colors kind of curates like a backdrop and a room color and then the outfit of the artist usually matches the color it's a really cool um youtube channel and so ari linux um she was on there recently and she did a performance of i've been which is a song from shea butter baby that you know i haven't really seen or heard her perform a lot so it was cool um the whole backdrop was really really cool um so you definitely want to check that out uh, Ty Dolla Sign was at NPR I'm not sure if he was doing a tiny desk it the way it was set up it kind of seemed like it was but the video didn't have all of that so maybe there's one that's coming and so he was he the video shows him doing a tribute to Mac Miller because you know we just passed the one year anniversary of Mac Miller's death and so he performed Cinderella off of I believe the Divine Feminine which he was featured on um it's Mac Miller song And so he performed with like Thundercat and there were a bunch of other like musicians there. Um, And it's a really dope performance of Cinderella. It's it's really cool. Um, And so it's possible that NPR just put out this performance because of the one year anniversary and that his tiny desk performance is coming soon. We'll see. um, But I I hope that he does a tiny desk because that would be really cool. But the Mac Miller performance was also really dope. Um, Lizzo was at Tiny Desk um, She performed Cause I Love You, Truth Hurts, Juice um, It's up there with one of the best Tiny Desk performances I've seen um, And if you don't know what Tiny Desk is I forgot to, to introduce it um, NPR does this thing where they have artists come in to the NPR offices and perform like intimate performances for like the NPR staff Um, It seems like they might do it one like every week. Um, And so the artist comes in with like a band. They set them up in like the offices and they perform like three or four songs um, for the NPR employees and whatnot. Um, And it's really dope. You get some of the best performances at NPR Tiny Desk. And it's called that because they're literally at a tiny desk. And in Lizzo's performance, she talks a lot about how tiny the desk is. Um, but vocally she came through she brought Sasha flute and did like she like performed the hook of juice like on the flute like it's dope vocally she kills it because I love you and truth hurts like it's a emotional performance an almost spiritual performance like she really brought all of it um, to this so you definitely want to check that out um boz from dreamville also did a tiny desk he performed barack obama special purge designer tribe all songs from his um latest album milky way um he killed it he had ron gilmore there on the keys Marabo was there and she did some background vocals for all the songs it's it's a fantastic performance and it's it's one of the videos that really Uh, makes you realize that you take for granted just how good Boz is. Dreamville is surrounded by so much talent that it's easy for a lot of the artists to get lost in, you know, just your regular thinking of how you know, which artists are really good, and Boz is one of those really good artists um, and so you definitely check out his Tiny Desk performance it's it's worth your time um what else? We got a lot of new music Sir dropped off a new song, he is TDE's um, one of tde's artists um does r&b he had a great album last year called november i believe that was last year um but he's dropping off a new project and so he dropped off a new single for it called hair down it features a kendrick um verse and there's already a music video for it um so that's dope it was dope to hear kendrick get back on the mic it's been a minute since we had some music from him you know black panther soundtrack and all of that was probably the last time we had like some full full stuff from him um so let's see so yeah definitely check out the new sir song hair down um megan the stallion dropped off a new song today called hot girl summer ty dollar sign on the hook Nicki minaj doing a verse um, you know, it's, it's bound to blow up. I, I, you know, wasn't too enthralled by the song, but, you know, I recognize, you know, how big it is going to be, especially when she dropped it. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, Ty Dolla dropped off a new song called Hottest in the City. Um, it features Project Pat. It features Juicy J, um, produced by Tay Keith. Um, you know, that Beach House 3 is, is coming at some point soon, and this is a great first single from the project. Let me just tell you that that beat switch and how Project Pat and Ty Dolla come in, it's fire. It's fire. It made me really excited for his album, so you definitely want to check out the rest of that song. Um, Drom dropped off a new song um, with her and with somebody named Watts. Um, here's what he said about the song. He said, over the last two years, I've been working on my sophomore album while simultaneously going through the ups and downs of life in general. Um, as a result of this, many of these experiences have been heavily reflected in my work moving forward. As I mature, so does my sound. I've always considered myself more of a singer-songwriter. So this time around, I'm really owning my R&B and soul roots. So as you can tell, I'm excited about introducing you to the new uh Big baby drum chapter. The song is called "The Lay Down." It features her and Watt, and he. I could not be more excited that he is really owning his R and B and soul roots because that's the drum I want to hear. Yo, and when her comes in with the smooth vocals, and then Watt with the guitar solo at the end, yo it's a dope song i hope we get this new drum project this year um he also said a music video is coming soon for that but i haven't i haven't seen it um released yet so that'll probably uh come within the next couple days um baby rose released a new song um baby rose i just heard of her on the dreamville album so she was the one she's got like a little like raspier voice she was singing with ari lennox on self-love she was featured on crit's new album crit is here on the song every time um and she's a dope singer a very unique voice um and so she's dropping a new project and so she released a new song on her uh soundcloud as well so you know she's you know trying to get her name out there because i i I think like me a lot of people hadn't heard of her before she was on the dreamville project um and she does have music like on apple music and stuff you know before that project so she's been making music but you know she's you know she's in the mainstream now so she dropped off a song called august 5th on her soundcloud you definitely want to check that out it's really good um, Joyner Lucas and Tory Lanez, you know, no longer beefing for the fun of competition. Um, they have released a song together. It's a remix of Sug by the Baby, and it's, 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 it's explosions just like on wax. Like it's like the lyrical, like dexterity of both of these artists is incredible and they both killed it. So definitely check out this song. Um, <laughs> da- 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 baby like killed that song but they they completely annihilated it um and Big Sean was on the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon to perform his song single again so you know you know we get getting a Big Sean album this year you know he's dropped you know two three songs if you count the one on DJ Khaled's album he's got music video he's performing these songs we getting a Sean album soon um and the performance was was pretty decent he's rocking a full fro um Colin Kaepernick style so um definitely check that out uh rumor mill and announcements that Woodstock 50 show that I was telling or like anniversary you know festival that I was talking about that is now free because they couldn't get their shit together it's canceled so they said there were a series of unforeseen setbacks it made it impossible to put on the festival. That they imagined with the great lineup they had booked and the social engagement they were anticipating, um, but it's it's done. So, you know, no need for you know a, a documentary or a fire festival like thing because they just canceled it before it happened, which is what fire festival should have done. Um, Chance announced the Big Day tour um it starts september 14th in san fran it ends in miami on november 10th he's going to most of the most of the places he'll be in chicago um i don't think i'm going to be able to make the show but it's his first sh- uh headlining show at the united center so that's very exciting um so yeah you can you know get links uh or you can get the link to get tickets in the podcast newsletter as well um future Gunna, Lil baby and young thug um it was announced from the quality control, I think it was the quality control uh, Twitter that they're going to be releasing a project Super Slimy two um, with all four of them. So that's that could either be like the worst thing to happen in music this year, or one of the best things if they all bring some some heat. Um, so we'll see which way which way it which way it trends. Um, Drake is projected to get a number one album um, from his Care Package release that he dropped off um, uh, last week. So he released, um, a project, a compilation album of a bunch of Lucy's, like out songs that we all know and love that are not on any albums. And really you couldn't get on streaming services because they were either dropped before streaming was a thing. Like you had to download them through other means, or they just were never, they were on SoundCloud or things like that. So he put them all in one album, put them on all the streaming services, and he might get a number one album from that. Um, and I tweeted about this when he dropped it. I wasn't really excited when I heard that he was doing this because I was like, I have all those songs. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a Drake fan. And so, you know, I've definitely kept tabs of all of the Lucy's that he dropped. And they're some of my favorite Drake songs. So I was like, I mean, this is music we have. This is music we've heard before. But something about hearing all those songs back to back to back, it, it does something to you. It's it, it's a great project just because it's like, man, this is the Drake we want. We need Care Package Drake. He's really rapping. And even the singing songs are some of his best. Like, come on, Girls Love Beyonce is one of Drake's best songs. And previously, you couldn't really, unless you had it previously downloaded and you had it in your library, you couldn't really find it like that unless you wanted to open YouTube every time. Um. And now now you have it. Um, and I was saying not many of our other favorite artists could do something like this and get people hype and get a number one album off of old Lucy's. Um, but, you know, what he's doing is reminding us of the Drake that we really liked, the Drake that we miss. And this care package Drake hasn't been around consistently over his last couple projects. projects. Um, so his next album, he needs to bring this Drake or else There's going to be disappointment, you know? Um, So, yeah, uh, that's it for the rumor and the announcements. But we can jump right into the upcoming recently released albums. Uh, Drake Care Package, he dropped that off last week today rick ross dropped off port of miami 2 boz dropped off an ep spilled milk 1 um it features that fried rice joint that was the song of the week either last week or the week before with jid also a jollof rice um, song featuring earth gang and then a couple other songs um so definitely check that out uh baby rose's album called to myself will be dropping on august 22nd jadena's album 85 to africa will be dropping off on the 23rd rhapsody is dropping off a new album her third it's called eve um it's going to be dropping on august 23rd and like i said every song is named after a woman she's inspired by common is dropping off his album let love on august 30th and sir from tde is dropping off his album chasing summer on august 30th as well so a lot of really good music still to come in August like the summer ain't over it ain't over Um, so that is it for the press play segment after a short break I'll be right back with the dig deeper segment Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment. So as I mentioned um, for this week's episode, uh, the Dig Deeper segment is an encore of a segment I did about the independence of Chance the Rapper uh, maybe a couple years, a year and a half uh, ago. So I wanted to bring this back because, you know, Chance just released his debut album and, you know, the the reaction to it um, and the culture critically is a little, you know, lukewarm. You could say there are a lot of people who like it and there are a lot of people who don't. Um, And one of the things that I heard, you know, brought up a lot in the comments section and just in general is, you know, the whole industry plant thing and chances independence. Um, And, you know, the big day was released independently, no label assigned to it. But, you know, the things that I heard, um, you know, kind of. Uh, reminded me of this this discussion that I had so I just wanted to you know re-air and rerun this portion of the Dig Deeper segment you know it talks a lot about you know Joe Budden who was the main proponent of Chance not being independent Um, it's also fitting because Joe Budden has been back in the the limelight this week because of a top 50 rappers of all time list that came out and Joe Budden was number three on it. So people have been talking a lot about that. Um, and if everything goes as planned next week, I should have a guest in the studio for us to discuss the original list that was released. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to, you know, revisit this conversation, um, about chance to rapper and his independence, especially since his, uh, he has officially released an album that people pay for. Um, so I thought it was important to, you know, come back to this conversation. So, um, the, what you are about to hear is a rerun of, uh, the dig deeper segment I did a couple years back on the independence of chance, the rapper this week. I want to talk about chance, the rapper. Now you all know I'm from Chicago. Um, And, you know, we love Chance here. You know, he's, you know, one of the premier rappers for our city currently. Um, And, you know, Chance, you know, one of the main facets of his platform. You know, he's given his music away for free for his entire career. And, you know, grown a lot of his, you know, name and um popularity off the fact that he's an independent artist and supports putting the control back into the hands, you know, of the artists rather than, you know, the record labels and stuff like that. Um so you know, recently there have been insinuations and accusations Um, from one Joe Budden, the retired rapper who now um, hosts a show, Everyday Struggle, on Complex um, that allude to the fact that Chance may be otherwise that he may not be an independent artist Um, so listen to what Joe Budden had to say about Chance way back in April Because I I feel like you've skated around this in answer. I have. So let me sound like a hypocrite for you. Go ahead.
0: If Chance is independent, if Chance is not independent, from this move, I no longer care. Because if he's not independent, he's doing all the dirty work for the independents. I don't care if it's a lie. I don't care if it's a lie. And I can't think it's a lie because I think that him and Apple have the exact same objective. for different reasons i think apple wants to get rid of all the labels so they can take all the fucking money (laughs) because they're going to be the only label i think that chance is independent and says fuck the labels we've been getting robbed or whatever so because they have the same objective for me it gets
2: tricky because apple serves as a streaming so let's unpack some of that um So clearly Joe Budden insinuates there that, you know, he thought in the past that Chance being independent was a lie. Now, at this point in April, he was saying that he doesn't care because at at that point, Chance had just got nominated for Grammys. And then he did a performance where he was like coming at the labels and he had changed all the logos for the labels. That was like, you know, he was negatively, he was bashing the labels, like don't sign with them, that type of stuff. Um, so, Joe was saying at this point um, that he doesn't care if Chance is independent or not because he's doing the work for the independent artist by, like, you know, you know, championing, championing, uh, <laughs> championing um, you know, being independent and not to sign with the labels and, you know, doing these deals with Apple, yada, 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 yada. I'll get into that. Um, but he did say at that same point that he does not believe that Chance being independent is a lie. Now, let's fast forward to this past October when everything really heated up um, to another episode of Everyday Struggle where they discussed Chance and his independence. Just to set up, um, you know, to preface what you're about to hear, um, Chance had recently performed on, I think it was Colbert of Fallon with Daniel Caesar, that new song that he performed. Joe Budden made fun of him because he was like, oh, this is super positive, and he's making fun of Chance's voice and how light it is and stuff like that. Chance came back and was like, yo... Um, Joe Budden's just mad because, you know, he used to be a rapper, but now he has to clock in every day at this show. But I am the culture, that type of stuff. So Chance shot back. And so what you're about to hear is after that. So this is them responding to that incident. Chance Tebow, here's some perspective.
0: Only because I think that was pretty condescending and passive aggressive. I don't clock in here, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a vendor. I am a, I am a vendor slash creator the way that chance is a creator. I don't want you chance or, or any of your peers and I'm no longer your peer. I'm retired. I don't want y'all to to paint this picture to fans where my credibility is attacked. So let's attack yours for a minute. I am the culture. I am the culture. That's what you say. I agree. You are the culture, champs. And because you are the culture, your responsibility to the culture is as high as you make it, right? So, because you are one of the 5% of artists who are actually who are actually uh who actually see numbers Uh, Closer to what you should see because that that number is very small. It doesn't give you a right to attack others so as a creator you know see fans don't know but you know that in Music we don't really get what we should creators where we should be championed We are fucking thrown to the ground and tossed to the side. I Have a moral uh, obligation to because I love the culture to relate information now. My value isn't in music. My value is in my experiences. My value is in the information I've retained by being around such amazing minds. So I sit here on the show that I created as a creator. Now when I turn your song on, I hear you. (laughs) That was dope. Y'all might not know that's dope. When I turn your song on, I hear you. You turn this on and see me. My credibility is not to be attacked because of that. Because I'm making astute, observations and I think that you have an obligation to relay such information as well yet you do not yet you continue this lie you are not independent stop saying it and stop responding to me every time I say it because I'm willing to prove my points I am and I'm here every day when you attack me and the things I've said and my credibility you're going to force me to take the mask off of you and because I like you I don't want to do that Leave me alone.
2: No? So, you know, something's changed from what Joe Budden said in April to this past October. You know, he's he's throughout been consistent in saying that, yo, I, I mess with Chance, but something got a little bit more aggressive in this October portion of Joe Budden when he addressed Chance. And maybe it's because Chance came at him. But now Joe Budden is insinuating, like, yo, if you keep messing with me, you're going to make me tell these people who you really are, essentially. And so that's interesting to me. So I, you know, I wanted to comb through the weeds on this one. You know, as a super fan of Chance, who may have been deafened to the chatter, because I was too busy bumping smoke break or something. Like, I wanted to explore what people are saying about chance. What what's you know, what's floating out there. Because there have been other artists who have said some um things about chance where they speculated whether, you know, how he got to where he is, Joe Budden has been firm in saying, yo, I don't know if Chance is independent. This most recent thing makes it seem like he's not Um, so I wanted to unpack that. So let's, you know, shortly talk about some of the theories about why Chance may not be an independent artist. Now, number one, and and there's only two two main things I want to get to. So the fact that Coloring Book and also Surf um, were both released exclusively through Apple is a big thing. And a big theory that Chance is not an independent artist. Uh, You know, they say that, you know, having the backing of one of the largest tech companies in the world, in Apple, and especially one that is so entrenched in the music industry like Apple is, it is impossible to be an independent artist when you have that backing. Um, You know, his music was placed in front of millions of people on Apple Music. And any success he's had, you know, his... His, you know, songs charting on the billboard, the fact he was nominated for seven Grammys, won three, you know, they say that that success cannot be overlooked by the fact that he had this huge tech company in Apple backing him. Now, Chance has addressed this himself. You know, you know, he heard the chatter of people saying, like, yo, you're not independent. You got Apple, you know, backing you and giving you placements and all of this. And Chance said, he cleared it up on Twitter, he was like, look, Apple gave me $500,000 in a commercial to exclusively host Coloring Book for two weeks, and that was it. It was on SoundCloud directly after that. He said he wanted to remain transparent and... um you know that you know he needed the cash and he he likes everybody over there, but that's simply all it was. Two weeks exclusive exclusivity. Um, he gets the money and that was the whole deal. And now personally, you know, I think that's a great example of Chance taking complete control of his music and being able to make a buck from that. And, you know, and honestly, how is this any different from what Prince used to do? You know, Prince used to license, after he had, you know, the big blow up and stuff with, I believe it was Warner, you know, he used to, an album at a time, he didn't sign, he would sign like one year record deals, um and like basically license his music out to a record label so that he could reap the benefits from distribution but keep control over his music so how is that any different from what chance is doing you know he gets that that cash um apple gets it for two weeks and then you know it was right back on soundcloud but you know the big point that people make is like look um, you can't say that you know with Apple behind you that that didn't help open some doors that um you know other artists wouldn't other independent artists wouldn't have. and you know that's fair, you know, but one thing I want to point out is that you know chances independence you know has more to do with where the industry is right now um, than it does of you know some you know, triumph for, you know, artists. Like, you know, if it was 10 years ago, an artist in his position would probably have signed a deal. You know, the the music industry wasn't in the place that it is now. You know, we're streaming and all of this stuff. Like, you know, 10 years ago, Chance probably would have signed a deal. And currently, some of the rappers who did sign deals 10 years ago probably wouldn't do the same thing now. Um, so, you know, to hold Chance's independent status as, you know, a triumph of, you know, you know, strictly, you know, his success in, um, you know, keeping control of his music and all that, you know, it's, it's made more of a sign of the times, you know, no pun intended with Prince. Um... But, you know, a counterpoint to the Apple theory, you know, a deal with Apple doesn't make him not independent. You know, an independent artist just means that he's not signed to a label and he's not he's not subject to losing control of the marketing or release of his own music. Apple isn't a label. So that deal didn't do anything for Chance's control. You know, Apple just wants more people to use their service to stream and Chance got some money out of it so you know, i don't I don't buy into the theory that you know um that deal with Apple, you know, was like a label backing him. a you know, a real growing slash grown concern was that chance promised that the music was going to be free. And then it wasn't for two weeks. I met Kanye West I'm never going to fail. He said, let's do a good dads job with chance three. I hear you gotta sell it to snatch the Grammy. Let's make it so free and the bar so hard that the ain one gosh our part you can't tweet so okay, yeah chance did you know make it a big point that you know you know he was gonna keep releasing his music for free. And then all of a sudden you had to have an Apple Music subscription for that first two weeks that is it was released to hear it. So so a lot, a lot of fans felt a way about the fact that yo, you said that you were gonna keep your music free, yada yada, and then you know we had to have an Apple Music subscription. I honestly personally I think that's picking if you ask me you know the music was still free after two weeks and it's currently still streamable on soundcloud for free like if you go on soundcloud right now you can listen to the whole album um but people felt that that was disingenuous so i think you know that was you know a portion of how some of this chatter got started um i don't think it's uh, you know i don't think it it mattered you know it's not like it he still put it out for free there was just two weeks when, you know, Apple had it. But, you know, that's just to let you know of how um, people were feeling at the time. So then there's this um, deeper theory, and that's the industry plant theory. Now, an industry plant is someone who's come up and become so successful, and the thought is that they were placed at the top placed into the success by the higher-ups in the industry itself by the label engineered success you could call it someone who is granted like placements you know that you know that aren't warranted this can further be extended to like independent artists that are actually signed to major labels and this is a common thing that there are independent artists who say that they're independent but they actually are signed to labels you know fans like to support independent artists um so packaging an artist as such while giving them the resources of a label is kind of like a win-win you know unless the artist doesn't take off the label gets a hit in this artist the artist gets the resources they need the fans get behind the artist because they think they're independent when they actually aren't so you know, so that's that kind of rolls up what an industry plant is, you know, a label plant someone at the top. Um, you know, they may be saying they're independent when they're actually not. And so they may be getting uh, opportunities that weren't, you know, weren't warranted by, you know, them grinding and them succeeding on their own. It's because the label engineered their success. So, you know, there's a theory that Chance fits this bill. You know, a lot of people and even some rappers have speculated how Chance got all these opportunities. And some of the opportunities they're talking about is like, yo, on Acid Rap, your second project and one of, you know, the ones that really endeared you to fans, he had verses from Ab Soul, Twista, Action Bronson, Beats from Jake One and Justice League with no label backing. And so I'm going to call this rapper specifically Russ. Was saying he he wasn't like saying anything negative about Chance. He was just saying like, look, I know, you know where I was at that point. Like at that point in my career, I couldn't have done anything like that. So how is he, you know, getting these opportunities? And so that you know, people start to think like maybe Chance's industry plant, maybe the industry, maybe a label is giving these opportunities. Um, I would argue, as someone from Chicago, that Chance's climb wasn't overnight. He's been grinding for a while. Like, you know, I've seen Chance, you know, performing at, you know, like, hole-in-the-wall, like, venues, you know, across the, you know, the country. Um, and, you know, the 10-Day Project was his actual big project that didn't have much backing, and it just got buzzed locally and then grew But, you know, the alternative is that Chance just has some amazing connections and was able to use them to rise to the top. You know, Chance's father worked for two Chicago mayors. Um, Barack, when he was a senator, he helped with the Obama presidential campaign. I'm pretty sure their family knows Spike Lee. He's performed at the White House twice, one of which was right after acid rap. So, you know, in everybody's defense that's coming at Chance, these are things that the average rapper wouldn't have so early in their career. Chance does have opportunities that, um, or, and was, and got opportunities that the average independent artist wouldn't get, but that's because he just has great connections. You know, Kara Lewis is his booking agent, and she's one of the most powerful people in the music industry. You know, she's worked with rakim tupac mary j blige kanye jay-z eminem and that's chance's booking agent so yeah he's he's gonna get opportunities that the normal independent artist won't get And, and you know the problem with it is that chance might not be able to be the model for independent artists yes he's getting all of this success and he's independent in my eyes but you know the the standard, the average independent artist won't have the connections he he has and might not be able to reach the same heights that he can without a label because he has such great connections. And, you know, some other things that discredit this theory of Chance being an industry plant is that an industry plant would get more Billboard love or radio play. Like, that's the whole point. Like, you would think that, you know, if the label's putting you there, then you're getting songs on radio that you wouldn't get without a label. But Chance isn't getting that. You know, he... Started his own, I forgot what it was called, but that website where people vote and would like, you know, petition to radio stations to get his music on air. Like he he, the way that he's grinding, the things that he's doing don't reflect, you know, the things that an industry plant would do. So, you know, I would really like to know what Joe Budden knows and what he says he knows i don't i don't think joe budden is blowing smoke i really don't um but at the same time from the theories that i've heard about and know about you know him getting that apple deal i don't think that discredits his independence in any way i think that that was that furthermore you know credits how he has control of his own music and was able to make money off of that. I don't think he's an industry plant. He just has amazing connections. But you know, something about you know the way Joe Budden said all the things he said about chance, um, I'm curious, curious as to, you know, what things he thinks he knows and what, you know, could be hidden under the surface. You know, the music industry is a crazy business with lots of politics and lots of hidden things that we don't know. We were just talking about the Grammys last week and, you know, the politics in that. So, it would be interesting to see what happens. I don't know if this story will die down. You know, you know, this was just October and we haven't heard much since then, but you know, if Joe doesn't believe that Chance is independent and Chance is clearly going to keep saying that, then Joe might speak up some more. So, we'll see what happens, but I hope that I was able to explain the theories against Chance, you know, in a way that's easy to understand, but also, you know, give my own opinions to discredit those theories because I don't, I think that Chance is independent and I think that he has amazing connections and that's just, you know, he's a very lucky artist, you know, and he was set up to get the success that he has because he is so well-connected. So that is it for the Dig Deeper segment this week. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. I'll be back next week. This has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Peace.